This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, and Tom Reed. Hello, welcome back. Uh, as we record this wee hours of Monday morning, uh, in the wake of a 20-13 to 13 Browns loss, uh, it's disappointing. Maybe it makes you want to puke. Uh, wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning in to the Civilized Barking Podcast. Download, share, review. Um, wherever you're listening, we assume that Cooper Cup is nowhere around. The Browns couldn't find him either. Um, I don't want to say the Rams escaped. Anyway, let me collect my thoughts. Uh, I'm Zach Jackson. Jason Lloyd is here. And making his Civilized Barking debut is the newest member of our team here at The Athletic. A lot of you know him. Welcome to Pat McManaman. It's a pleasure to be with you, Zach. I'm sure it oh, is. and Jason, too, yeah. Um, you've seen a lot of these in this stadium, Pat. Not with this atmosphere or decoration, but where the Browns, I mean, they pissed it away in some regard. The Rams the Rams are a better team. The Rams are a good team. Uh, I, I say with confidence the Rams are a better team because they just played with more poise. Um, they got it done. You know, what could have happened, what would have happened, I don't know. The fact is the Browns got to the four-yard line with first and goal. Uh, and then to me, kind of in summing up the rest of the night, didn't seem to have a plan, didn't get in, and they fought a one and two. And I think you had a very emotional coach afterward talking about blame him, blame him, blame him. Okay. Bad, bad call. No problem. <laughs> he's admitted he's, he, and I, we talked about this during the game, he should have run the ball at least once down there in second or third down. Oh, no Just not a draw. He was uh, lucky, and Baker was lucky on second down that the ball was tipped because there were two or three guys there that probably would have intercepted it. And the fourth down play had zero chance. And I would point out a key factor tonight. To me, the whole game, the Rams put incredible pressure on Baker Mayfield rushing four players every time. They very rarely blitzed. Joel Batonio had a rough night, and I didn't think I would start there, and I didn't mean to start there, but I've never seen him got out of the locker room as fast as he did tonight. It's very unlike Joel, you're right. Very unlike Joel, but given the night that he had, I don't blame him, and I'll give him the night off because, hey, he ain't the only one. Aaron Donald's the best <laughs> of the game for a reason. and But I thought that would be the place where he had the hardest time, and Donald just ripped right through. He, he makes a lot of guys look makes a get lot. out of locker rooms in a hurry. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, given all the losses in the secondary – if you hold the Rams to 20 points, you got to win that game. Mm-hmm. And the fact they didn't, Freddie wants me to put it on him. i got no problem doing that. Put it on Freddie. Well, there is a problem with doing that because this isn't like a place you get passes, right? This You're 0-2 at home. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You're going to Baltimore. You're all sorts of banged up. And this was a blown opportunity. We don't know what might have happened in overtime. We know, No one expects it to be easy. And then given the Browns. Who's to say that it gone over time? He might have gone for two. Well, so I was just going to ask that. You think he might have? He might have. Um, given the personnel losses, everybody in the world picked the Rams to win, and the Rams won. They made a few more plays. Yep. They, they, Pat, I just I come back to it. We talk about it through the game. Just so much more poise in the plan, right? Uh, even late in the game, the, they, they need to get out. They go with the second back. He gets a run, and they know exactly what they're running on second down. That's a reverse, and they're out. They're breathing room. All the momentum is on their side, and I just think with the exception of two stretches, because the Browns had some nice drives and never built upon them, that was it. Was the Rams on the gas the whole night? I think they got a little greedy, both the coaching and golf. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Browns made some defensive plays. I'm not taking anything away from Burris or from TJ Carey. Those were fantastic interceptions. Uh, Burris thought he was going to get a touchdown. I asked he, him. He probably should have had a touchdown. Yeah, he runs into his own guy. And that was his fault. Yeah, it, that was, was his fault. It was. It was. Uh, but this is Freddie's fault, Jason. 
Odell is a decoy, uh, not running the ball, as you mentioned. I'm just wondering what what is the offensive plan because I, I I'd like to know. Well, I asked Odell on that last series. I said it appeared as if you were not the primary on any of those plays. Is that true? And how do you feel about that? And he did not confirm it, but he confirmed it by not confirming it. And he said that he was doubled on every play. And he said they told him early on in the night, you know you're going to be doubled every time. And so without saying he wasn't open, he kind of implied that he wasn't open. But he's your best playmaker. You need a touchdown to, to tie the game. You got to find a way to give him the ball. That's 100% right. You got to figure out a way to get him open. You yep. got to call the play to get him open. And when you have, when you, that's why you brought him here. He's your big money, big play guy. He's your superstar. And at that point in time, that's the guy you should turn to. Okay, so Zach, you, I, I defer to you. You are the X's and O's guy like I have not seen on the NFL. If you're star receiver, you know he's getting double on every play and you don't have a lot of room to operate because you're on the five-yard line. How do you get him open? Well, you play to his strengths and you just throw it to him and let him go jump over those two guys as one way. Yeah. Um, but what did we see from the Rams? Rub routes and motion yeah. and all sorts of things. Exactly. And look, Baker rolls right, right? He's yep. a right-handed quarterback. Yep. He's an improviser, and tonight he was forced out, sometimes by design. Um, when they came out for the last play, Pat, what did I say? Odell's on the left. Odell is on, on the left. left. That's exactly right. And and it's just bad. Um, you could have run a pick down there for him. You mean you could? You could absolutely, and that's what you did. You could run on. You could. He could run on outside a guy and cut to for a fade. And I believe it was second down or third. Uh, Baker said Baker admitted he missed Jarvis Landry. Yes. Right. I did not see Jarvis. Did you see him? Uh, I did not see where he was. Oh, no. He was there. Yeah, he kind of came. He was lined up in the slot, and he kind of came out of his break, and there he was. And, um, you know, when you double one guy and when you're sending the rush, here's a problem all night. The Rams did blitz, and the Browns caught him beautifully once on the screen. screen. One time. time. But most of the night, Rams, four rushers, kicked the offense. And I would point to another key series that – it's probably going to be overlooked a little bit, but the, when they got a bad call on the kickoff return, put it back inside their 10, uh-huh. you know, all of a sudden you got a, a pass play called and the Ram, Donald gets a sack. Great player, makes a great play at the right time. Third down, you're running four guys deep uh, and throwing out of your end zone. Yeah. I mean, that's another one where you, you Yeah, get, I didn't understand that either. Problems. Yeah. No, they do. And that, that goes to the whole lack of well, what are we doing here? What, what we haven't we even setting? got to the draw play. Right. <laughs> what, are, what are we setting up? What is the intent? Okay, so Odell is double. A, how do we get him open? Or B, how do we take advantage of the two or sometimes three guys that were there? I mean, a couple times, especially early in the first half, they hit a couple of quick slants to Odell. And then there was a couple times they hit him or almost hit him, and Rams were fingertips away Correct. From, from taking them. Correct. Um, this is the Civilized Barking Podcast. We do this twice a week. This, the post-game edition uh, that we hope to hit, hit you with every Monday morning. Uh, is free for all. It's on uh, Apple. It's on Google. It's on all your normal Spotify, uh, Spotify, all your normal podcast platforms. Later in the week, it's for subscribers only at the Athletic app at theathletic.com. What are you waiting for? If you're not there, um, we recap the game. We go position by position, and we'll do that in a minute. But, Jason, I'm just going to ask you this right now. It's, is it too early to ask, or is it too early to wonder if Freddie's over his head? I've said for a while I thought he was over his head. I've I haven't backed off that. I thought that before the season started, 18 penalties in week one kind of drove that home. A lot of foolish penalties again today, uh, more personal fouls, more false starts. Uh, Although with Aaron Donald, it's a little bit more excusable. I think false starts are a little bit more 
understandable today. Yeah, I don't think it's too early to, to wonder that. This is a guy who nobody ever thought he'd be a head coach. And he happened to latch on to the right guy at the right time in Baker Mayfield. Baker wanted him. Here he is. And that'll probably buy him some time, the fact that he's Baker's guy. But, yeah, I think he's thrashing around the deep end of the pool right now. I don't, I don't think that's unfair to say. When you call a draw on fourth and nine, <laughs> you're thrashing around at the deep end of the pool. Pat? I draw think, play. The mother, you know what ain't draw play. <laughs> There's no, I, I got nothing. I can't even begin to explain it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go for it, there you gotta throw it past the first down, or give a guy who can make a play like an Odell Beckham a chance to run for it, where it's he's got a legitimate chance, not nine yards to go. You don't hand off three yards deep. I just, I mean, Freddie, yeah. you know, he said bad call, the bad call. And without the game tape or even the game book in front of me, because I could grab it and go through stats with you guys. Everybody can do that at home. You know, it seems like they're having a lot of success middle of the game with the, the RPO, the run pass option, where Baker is making a read, where Nick Chubb had gotten some confidence and gotten some downhill plays. And then you're taking away the run option later in the game. Like, you're do you think one of those yard line? Could one of those work at the four yard line? Do you think? Sure. Because they, they didn't they, try it. it. For whatever, however the Rams were defending them, technically, uh, you know, whatever football technical terms you want to use, or the double team on Beckham or the triple team on Beckham, whatever it was going to be, they certainly weren't going to concede a run right up the middle that, that would make it second and goal at the one. Right. Right. So that would be a way to freeze it. And I just think the Browns froze, I, I think, all night on the draw play. Uh, you know, they score early in the third quarter, they get the quick ball right back, and it's three and out. And right then and there, you're just like, man, this Rams team is too good. You're not going to get the win. With that, you're just not. And they didn't. And generally, the Rams played with more, like you said, they played with a lot more poise, a lot more calm, and they just, in the end, they deserve to win. There's no question. If I had told you before the night Browns are going to win the turnover battle and they're going to hold the Rams at 20 points, what would you say? They're going to win. You know, um, you take that in a minute. Take that in a minute. (laughs) Yep. Finishing drives, you get one touchdown. I mean, look, they played two home games. They have 13 points in each of them. Yeah. And that's another big question is, uh, you know, you talk about Freddie being overmatched. Has he got too much on his plate calling the plays? And that is a big question, too. And, and who is designing? It, I mean, the same, we almost saw safety in the exact – not just in the exact same end zone, in the exact same spot yep. is week one. Yep. What is the plan there? Right. Right? Um, before we get into going position by position, let me say this to you, Jason. Uh, the penalties are a big problem. Let's not run from them. That's not just picking out a stat. Right. It, it is it is putting you in bad spots. It is extending other teams' drives. It is making a tough task against Aaron Donald and the Rams harder. But that's not the only problem because there's communication issues and there's just you just don't know. Now it's not as easy as hand it to Nick Chubb every time because they'll adjust to that. It's not as easy as throw a quick one to Odell and let him create because it's it, it's not going to be there all the time. But man, I just the issues are mounting, and I got to say that as soon as the Browns went three and out. Following that, when they got the lead back, I knew. I knew the game was over. They did give themselves a chance at the end. You got they, to, I mean, they gave themselves a chance to tie it. But, again, when you got four shots from the four-yard line with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and a guy you believe in as your quarterback, and a, a guy who, you know, came within a whisker of a 1,000 yards as a rookie, you got to figure one of those four plays is going to work, right? The one to Demetrius Harris that hits the goalpost that Baker says he missed Jarvis, I watch him run that every day in training camp. You know how many times it was completed, especially to Demetrius Harris? How many? Take the under. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this is a question that we can't answer right now, but Todd Munkin's arrival, is this 
I don't want to say is this the problem because he's a highly respected play caller, but is this two guys that haven't figured each other out yet? Is that is that sort of why they're stuck in the mud? Right yeah, now? and I don't think it's just those two because you have lost your starting tight end. You do have Odell. Um, you're breaking him in. You've lost Higgins, who's a, who's a big yeah big part. All right. right? All right. But, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. but I'm saying disjointed. The whole operation is disjointed. I got to go to a point though, and this has been true for 20 years that we've been watching this team. They treat training camp as if they've won three Super Bowls well, in a yes. row. And that the, the big-name players, quote-unquote, big-name, don't need to play. They don't need the time on the field together. How often did Odell practice the last month of training camp? Well, he straight up said it tonight. Odell said preseason's a waste of time. Like, he flat-out said it tonight. In, in his, I, in I disagree with you on that. Pat. I disagree with you on that. But then they come in and they wonder why they're disjointed. I mean, that's the time when you get – when you work together. Maybe he doesn't play in the games much, but in, missing him in practice every day – I think is a factor. He had a full, full go practice the week ahead, and the only time he he, he sat out, he was limited in two practices the first week. He so was, he's joining a new quarterback, a new team, correct. a new system. But you weren't going to get there until the game started anyway. I'm not going to blame it on the preseason. I'm not going to say I liked Freddie's presentation of of camp <laughs> in the preseason, but I'm not going to blame it on. Well, I will say, I mean, you know, Odell said last week after the Jets game, this is the healthiest he's been physically and mentally that he can remember. Now, if that's true, you never know with these guys what's hyperbole and what's true. If that's true, then you have to give the Browns credit, I think, for how they handled him in, in training camp and preseason to get him ready for this game. But the point remains, we're now three games into the season, and there's clearly no rhythm or chemistry yet between Baker and Odell and between really almost anyone on the side. And there's nothing close to what they ended last season with. Right. Nothing at all. Jarvis doesn't catch one that he could have because he can catch anything. Baker misses him on one down here about the 20-yard line. That was a big oh, play. That Very was big a big play. play. Just a bad throw. Just yep. missed the throw. Just missed him. It has to be hit because Odell's going to get doubled by everybody. Yep. But you know what? You're going to miss him every it's, No, you're right. You're going to miss some now and then. It's going to happen. You're right. Um, I was going to say this. We don't know the operation, right? Monk in the kitchens to Mayfield. <laughs> to whom are Ross I'm leaving out here, right? We, we don't know that operation from Wednesday to Saturday. Uh, we see it on Sunday and on Monday, but it's time to start asking, um, you know, what it is because the, when the Browns had momentum tonight and, and a chance to really bring this incredible crowd to life, and really after taking a couple of punches from the Rams and having, uh, and then later even getting gifted a couple more opportunities, it just was completely disjointed. I just keep coming back to that word disjointed. And it, is there a better one? No. It about sums it up to me. <laughs> All right. Um, position by position. Uh, we start with quarterback Baker Mayfield, 18 of 36, 195 sack, three times. Picked on the last play. Uh, the completion percentage isn't good enough. Um, the the execution is just not good enough. It, it really is not. What, what, what were they on third down here? Um, 6 to 16. That's even better than I thought. <laughs> right? It, it just feels like. With the exception of the touchdown drive, the Rams got to stop every time they need it. You know what else isn't good enough is the yards per attempt. What is it about? It's less than six. Yeah, 195 that's, that's on 36 just, throws. That's nowhere near good enough. No, that's not getting it done. Um, I was not in there for Baker. I was still in the locker room. What, what was post game like with Baker? Baker, uh, he emphasized, actually it's kind of interesting, as he walked in, he patted Freddie on the back as Freddie walked out, which was an interesting scene. Uh, I don't know if he heard Freddie or didn't hear Freddie, but uh, – if he knew Freddie was as emotional as he was, I thought it was interesting. He, he patted him on the back. Uh, he was fell on the uh, we have to execute whatever it's called uh, line. We're not 
getting it done offensively with one guy here or there. And he said, some of it's my fault. Some of it's not being on the same page. Some of it is not just, just not executing what's being called. And he, uh, I asked him, did you see anything on the Rams formation that would indicate whether that draw play would work? And he kind of paused for a second and he said, I'll have to look at it. And followed up with, did you like the call? And he said, I know you guys are going to talk about play calling, but it's up to us to execute the plays that are called. That's basically the summation. Yeah. The draw play. (laughs) The mother (laughs) of the draw play. Is that is that going to be the signature of the season? Oh. Is the, the fourth and nine draw. This goes back to Mike Pruitt. I don't know if you any of you guys remember that. Mike Pruitt on a draw play in Houston on fourth down from I think it was fourth and goal. Was it fourth and ten? Fourth and goal from the four or five. Not one ten, but they tried to draw. It didn't work there either. Mike Pruitt played here before I was born. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm providing historical perspective here. I remember Mike Pruitt. That makes you feel better. Thank you very much. I don't remember that play though. Uh, <laughs> That's a long, you know. Famous draw plays in Brown's history. That's next week's topic. (laughs) (laughs) Get every penny's worth of your subscription. (laughs) Uh, Letter grade for Baker. Um, C minus. Bingo. That's the exact same thing. Yeah, I can't dispute that. Um, Nick Chubb. Good player. I played well. 96 yards on the ground. Ran hard. Five in the receiving game. Ran hard. Extended some plays. Uh, Had a touchdown. Get called back on him. Penalty. I know that shocks you if you're just tuning in. I have to say, season. I thought there was no chance they were going to score again. When, yeah. when they oh, pushed right. it back to the five, I'm like, well, right. here comes a field goal. No chance they get this back in. And, and they did. They ran an RPO, I believe, to score on that, to yeah. score that touchdown. Yeah, this, this RPO thing is interesting. Um, you know, it's obviously a weapon in modern football. It's something Baker is comfortable with. He's been doing it his whole life. When you have a guy like Nick Chubb, who is – Built like a between-the-tackles back, but is explosive enough to get out on the edge. It's the kind of thing that can work. I think right now it's just scary. To, it's the only thing that's right. been working. Right. That's right. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, there are times you're going to have to drop back yeah. and, and make a regular old play. Yeah, I mean, look, going all the way back, we just thought, okay, they're going to be able to throw it vertically down the field. And then that is going to – because they can do that, that is going to make defenses say, are we going to double Odell? Are we going to have to sit back with the safety and can Nick Chubb pound away? And we're not seeing anything vertical. Well, they don't have time. No. They don't have time for anything to develop vertically. None. None. Um, Nick Chubb gets a strong grade. The receiving group, you know, you can't you can't give him a strong grade. I, I think Damian Ratley has, has stepped up and made the most of his opportunity. I think Jarvis has a decent game, but not a great one because they don't connect on those two. Um, and, you know, you have Odell Beckham with six catches for 56 yards. And by Odell Beckham standards, that's not not acceptable. And for Odell Beckham to not be involved at the goal line, first and goal at the four, game on the line, it's it, it's it's bad. One out of four times at least, right? right. You, got, you got to give him a shot. Right. I agree with you, Zach. If nothing else, just throw it up and let just him throw it up. Because that's what he does. That's yep. what he's done. Um, you know, middling grade for that group, right? Yeah, I go around same as Baker, C, C minus, yeah. something like that. I mean, Demetrius Harris catches a touchdown, the only one of the night. Um, but the tight end group, you know, we don't know. We'll see how that all works out. Uh, the offensive line. <laughs> Mother struggled. has control play. <laughs> struggled. <laughs> struggled. Yeah. Struggled. When you're giving up, well, I mean, you are facing some of the best pass rushers in the league, and you're facing a really good pass rushing group, and I will give them that. But when you're getting consistent pressure that you're giving up on four-man rush, you're putting your quarterback in, in a real bad spot because then you got maximum coverage on the guys – that you do have out, and they were getting pressure almost every time with four men rush. Although they, I will, you're right, they did blitz on the one play they burned them on, but the four men rush killed them. As I opened with, 
Joel Batonio to me is their best offensive lineman, and he had probably the worst night I've seen in my year plus of being around this team every day. And again, it's Aaron Donald, so you expect it to happen. But boy, when your best lineman is getting whipped that badly, uh, what, what's that say about everybody else on the line? And I and I, I would even say more credit to Aaron Donald than blame to Joel. Well, sure, the, yeah, the he's Aaron Donald. He's the best player. Yeah. He's the best right. in the league. And there's Clay Matthews to supplement him, right? Exactly. There's Michael Brockers. Brockers. I don't know what he did in the stat sheet, but I can tell you he forced Baker out. He, he ragdolled Nick Chubb one time. He's a good player. Uh, the Browns' defensive line is outstanding. Um, Miles makes a game-changing play tonight. Yep. Sheldon Richardson gets them to jump at the goal line. Uh, I thought Vernon showed up. Obi Joby had two sacks. Yep. Um, this is a group that's been great and, and needs to continue to be great. Period. And that's a group you could talk about, you know, as they keep developing and growing together. Maybe they play like the Rams do. And they Correct. could be the guys that could put the pressure on Correct. with four people. Correct. That, that The kind of play that Miles makes tonight on an otherwise quiet night, and we're, we're grading him with high standards, that is supposed to be what propels you to a win. Exactly. Right? You right. force the turnover, you capitalize on it. and Because, um, look, you're not going to get three sacks every game. Right. So, no 15-yarders. Progress. Progress. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, big shakeup at, at linebacker Christian Kirksey done for at least half the season. Still no official word there if he's got a fully torn peck, if he's going to need surgery. But we know that puts Mac Wilson in the starting lineup. I thought Mac was active tonight. He could have had an interception, probably should have uh, early in the game. Uh, Joe Schober gets smoked sometimes. Sometimes he makes some plays. He bats the ball on the burst yep. interception. Yep. Um, he's an active guy. He's an important guy. They're thin at linebacker. Darius Taylor is banged up. Uh, this was Mac Wilson's really first game action. I know he got in late in the Monday night game. That was not tonight. Um, I, I can't sit here and give you a fair grade without going back and watching, uh, but I can tell you that linebacker has gone from a question area to a big problem area. Yes, the big one. And then they, they only play two. And, <laughs> and guess who they play next week? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. a team that where you need linebackers. Yes, a team that is going to abuse you if your linebacker misses one assignment. Uh, in the secondary, the four listed starters all not here, and really a, a really good effort. Um, you know, got caught, got beat by some some excellent receivers. Totally lost Cooper Cup a couple of times. Uh, Jermaine Whitehead in the penalties, man, that's that's got to change. Um, they, you know, they talk him up, uh, and they love him, and they played him a lot, even when the other guys are healthy. But the fact is, the Packers cut him uh, because he made a really stupid penalty in a game yep. last year. And uh, we've seen it now twice. Um, here, you know, what are you going to do without your starting corners? <laughs> I think they played pretty well. I, 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 I think they didn't blink. I think they, they played. I think they acquitted themselves well. Under those circumstances? Them. Yeah. Sure, sure. You give up plays. I mean, that's a good it's team. The Rams. Yeah. So. And, and, again, I mean, you're looking at corners with hamstring injuries, and we certainly don't know the extent on Greedy or Denzel. Uh, but you look at next week's game. You'd like to have your guys. You would like to have your guys. <laughs> right. You'd like to have all of your guys. So what a story, Justin Burris. So he competes to make the team here. He survives the Saturday cut. He gets cut on Sunday when they claim some other guys. Uh, he hangs around. He, he does a couple of workouts. He goes to the Raiders. He's there a week and a half. The Raiders have some injuries. They need a receiver. So they cut Justin Burris on Thursday. He flies from Oakland to his home in North Carolina. It's in a 1 a.m. Friday. He's hanging out, waiting for his next move. Gets a call from John Dorsey at 4.01. The claiming time is 4 o'clock. <laughs> says, we've already booked your flight. 5.40 to Cleveland. Gets here Friday night, right to the hotel. First thing Saturday morning, in with his old DB's coach. Runs out with the starters tonight. No practice. Unbelievable. 
He was makes on the field almost every snap. Makes too, an interception. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. an interception. The guy played. Yeah, what more can you? They ask only for? had six healthy defensive backs. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. In special teams, uh, the hammer finally flubbed one. Um, and Freddie let him know about it too. Yeah. Freddie was barking at him as he came off. Uh, Maybe that's why they ran the draw on fourth and nine. He didn't <laughs> trust him after he flubbed one. Interesting uh, scene in the locker room with Mike Pre for the special teams coach talking to the hammer, saying, "Hey, we're, we're just going to get better from it. We're going to get on film tomorrow. We're going to get better from it." Uh, he kicked it beautifully early on. Um, Sieber made his kicks. A bit, you know, I, I saw the replay of the penalty on the kick return on Tavier Thomas, who's the best special teams player this team has had since Josh Cribbs, by the way. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's just you can't do it. You cannot get near him. Yes. But that's a very polite way to put it. Yes. <laughs> that that was not a good call. So that was uh, not a good call. Yeah, the special teams. Although from the ref's angle, it might have looked like he pushed yeah. it. No, look. Especially when the offense is struggling. The special teams has to do something to give you a boost. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, they just need more. They just need more. Um, this is a circle of the wagons game coming up. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll write about it. But I got one question for you guys on play calling. Yeah. Real quick. There is the old adage that a play call looks good when it works, and it is a bad call when it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, it looks like the stupidest call in the world. Where do you fall on that vis-a-vis the play calls tonight? My answer is the same as it was when we did this, and it feels like three days ago, but it was six. Like, I'm just struggling to understand the intent of the offense. You know, you're stacking play calls, right? You're setting things up. You're you're running something and getting a read on, can we go back to this or not, right? And I just don't know what's next or what the intent is. And I come back to Odell lining up on the left on the fourth down. There's a reason why no one in the NFL in 12 years, according to ESPN stats and info, has tried to run a draw on fourth and nine. That's not if it works great. If it doesn't, yeah. that's that's just bad play call. I think we all agree we can't defend that one. How about on the goal line? Four on the four down, four downs. Then I, I'm with I'm with Zach. You you got to get it. You have to try it, Odell, once at least once. He's the best player on the offense. You have to get him the ball. Period. The Ravens in September are 18 and two at home under. John Harbaugh. Freddie Kitchens is one and two. This is a big game. I did say, what if they go two and five? I've said that and said that and said that and said that. Two and five is looking like it could be very much a reality. Yeah. We'll get into that. So it's supposed to be different. Subscribe. It still could be. <laughs> it still could be. But right. even after two and five, it still could be. But two and five, yeah. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Download. Share. Thanks for listening. Ugh. We'll see what happens next. Talk to you guys later in the week on Civil Life Work.